0: Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Welcome, everyone, to episode, I believe, 52. Is it 50? Yes, because we had Kate Hewlett earlier. It was a pre recorded show. I was like, 52? I feel like I skipped one. No, I just did it pre recorded. My name is David Reed. Welcome to Dial the Gate. Thank you so much for joining us. And happy Valentine's Day to you. I'm in my red. So Before we get started with this episode, we're going, which uh, is going to be featuring Richard Johns, owner of Empire Movie Props, I invite you to like, share, and subscribe the show. If you like Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it would mean a great deal to me if you click the like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend, and if you want to get notified about future episodes, click that subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. This is key if you plan on watching live. And clips of this live stream will be appearing over the next uh, few days uh, and weeks on uh, specifically GateWorld.net. So without further ado, I appreciate you tuning in. Let's bring him in. Richard Johns, owner of Empire Movie Props. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing extremely well. You know, I always talk about um, m- uh, my menagerie uh, behind me here, but um, I think uh, I think
1: you kind of blow me away. <laughs> 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 Tell us a little bit about this. Um, well, I'll, I'll start by just kind of saying who I am and, and yes, uh, please. Uh, a little bit about me there. So uh, my name is Richard, and I own Empire Mutant Props. And um, I am um, married, I have uh, to a lovely lady named Beverly. She puts up with my collecting props and helps out at shows and stuff. Uh, without her, I wouldn't be able to do this. Um, I've got three kids, uh, Jasmine, Josephine and Sophia. And two of them actually help out at shows as well. Oh, okay. uh, 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 Sophia and uh, Josephine help out. Um, I, Empire Movie Props is actually started out as a hobby and it's turning into a business. Uh, I work full-time as a law enforcement officer. I've been doing that for 15 years. And prior to that, I did corrections and security. So I've been in this field for almost 25 years now. Um, wow. So, uh, like I said, I, um, I just, I've started, Empire Repop started as a hobby and now it's, in, it's turning into this business and uh, it's just getting bigger and better. And I'm here to talk about it today.
0: When did you fall in love with uh, the Stargate franchise?
1: Okay, uh, 27 years ago, a friend of mine gives me a call and they said, Richard, you like science fiction movies? And I said, yeah. And they said, uh, and you collect um, ancient artifacts? I've got Roman Egyptian artifacts. I said, yes, I do. (laughs) And um, they said, there's a movie that you have got to see. And I said, "Um, okay, what's it? And they said, it's called Stargate. They said, it's everything. Because the, the other thing, too, is they said, uh, you, you're into the ancient uh, astronaut theory type of thing. And I said, well, yeah, I, I've been up on that. And I think it's an interesting concept. So they said, you got to see this movie. St- it's called Stargate. So I'm going, okay. If they're saying i got to see it, you got to see it. So um, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the show and, and the music starts. I'm going, this is great. And you see the camera panning over this carving. I'm going, okay it's getting more interesting. And the camera pans back and you see Ra's face there. I'm okay. That looks like King Tut. You got me. And through the whole movie, I sat there like this, (laughs) my mouth open, and I was just amazed at everything. I mean, the story was amazing. Uh, It was a whole new science fiction concept, uh, costumes, props. Uh, The two big name actors, Kurt Russell and James Spader. I mean, they're both like my favorite. Two of my favorite actors, and the special effects were absolutely amazing. I mean, when um daniel jackson goes up to the stargate and he puts his hands up to the gate when it's activated and the water's rippling i was just blown away by that and i mean i just watched stargate again last week and i watched i must have watched at least 300 times over, over <laughs> 27 years and my my wife it's a it's a joke my wife says every time we open up the dvd player, the stargate movie's in there uh, and, and it is it is um but I just watched it last week. And I mean, the special effects from 27 years ago still stand up today. And, and in wow. some cases, the special effects are, are better than some of the movies that are out there. And that was 27 years ago. So I, 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 I saw this movie and I said, oh, my God. And it's, it's my favorite movie. It's still my favorite movie of all time. And what happened was I said to myself, I've got to get something from this movie to hold in my hands. And a couple of years later, uh, an auction came up and a piece of Ross panel came up at this auction and I said, okay, that's going to be in my hands. And I won the auction Ross panel. Yeah. From the pyramid, the ship. Okay. Cause what, uh, what happened? I, I did a little research on this and what happened? I, I, there was a really large, uh, pyramid. It was about 15, like huge. Yeah. And they did not have any a place to store it. And I heard they had cut it up and sold it for pieces. And this is one of the pieces from that. It's a shame that they cut it
0: up. They had it in storage for quite a while. The pyramid yeah. ship. Yeah, I I did not know that they that they dismantled it because it was yeah. it was and, intact ten years ago.
1: Yeah, so. I, I, yeah. So I, I have a piece of it, and I'll, I'll show it right now. Okay. Wow. So the detail in that is just absolutely amazing.
0: Patrick Totopoulos is a genius.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely amazing so I, I that was i got that prop and i had it in my hands so i put the movie on that's next to the tv and i'm watching stargate all over again and i'm looking at this and i see the scene where raw ship is there and i'm going oh my god that's the piece yeah. from that and i was just i said okay i got it i gotta have more i gotta have more so that's
0: <laughs> that's how it that's starts
1: man day. yeah I, <laughs> I was hooked and I, and I i i had to have uh, more stargate props and then it was Terminator, it's like Terminator, and it just accumulated, like I said, 25 years later, I'm, I'm still collecting.
0: What do you have from Terminator?
1: Oh, um, I have props from every single movie, including the TV series. Wow. Um, like the T-1000, I've actually got some of the bullet hits. Okay. On the Liquid Comp, I've got costumes, um, just, just about uh, everything you can think of I've got. That's and uh, yeah, yeah, our, our website, we've got pictures of all of our, our props in the collection.
0: That's EmpireMovieProps.com,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. And I got about 400 props in my private collection.
0: Okay. Um, and So you were collecting before
1: Stargate? Um, No, Stargate was the one that actually kind of got me. It got you into it? It got me interested, yeah.
0: Okay. And so yeah. you, you started collecting 27 years ago? Uh,
1: well, 25. It was a couple 25. of years before I actually made the connections of where you can get, because I had no clue where you can buy props.
0: Right. Mostly it's, it's mostly private collectors. I mean, I'll still get people coming to me saying, you know, where can I get something exclusive? And it's like, I, you know, for Stargate stuff, you know, GateWorld is pretty good about making news announcements. When something comes online, prop store, London usually always sells something um, uh, uh, Stargate related sooner or later, but it's so many of them. The barrier to entry, if you, if you don't have a lot of capital, if you don't have a lot of liquid you know, liquidity laying around, if you're planning on mortgaging your house, maybe you'll get some of these pieces. That so many of them, it's one of my issues with with the industry is that, and it's just it's just you know what people are willing to pay. Is so few people have access to a lot of this stuff unless you've got unless you're willing to you know sell a kidney.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, after 25 years of collecting, I've made a lot of connections. Mm. And a friend told me, you know, connects me with another friend and another friend. And a, and a lot of things that, like, I have on my collection, um, people know that I'm not buying it to sell. Right. You know, they know because uh, a lot of stuff has got a lot of personal meaning with a lot of people. And they don't want to have it sold and then they're broken up and sold to other collectors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if they're passing along somebody, if they want it, they're going to go into a collection that somebody's going to appreciate as much as them. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, there's the 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 buy to sell part of it can be a little um uh frustrating because not often or not always do do the sellers know the intrinsic worth of of a piece and because they're just planning on making a profit with it. Yeah. You know. Um so how did Empire Movie Crops grow out of out of your love for Stargate? Tell us tell us its story.
1: Well, when I was 10, I used to watch a show called um, Monster Movie Matinee. And I, and I, and I loved the old, old black and white, you know, Frankenstein and the Dracula movies. Um, and I said to myself, I want to run away and I wanted to go to Hollywood and I wanted to make these. Um, but at 10 years old, that was a pipe dream. Uh, you know, you grow up, reality hits, you got to work for a living, you know? Um, so like I said, I started getting to the, to the security and uh, field type of thing. And I ended up ha- having a company and we had 40 security officers and private investigators. And it was in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and they decided to film a TV series called Body and Soul in about 2002. And it was a it was a doctor series. It's about Eastern medicine and Western medicine, and the two kind of clashed. Mm. The doctors would have uh, like arguments, and uh, an actor named Peter Strauss was one of the main actors on the show, and he's done lots of movies and, and TV shows over the years. And what they would do is. Uh, they would have uh, each week. They'd have a special guest star on the, on, the, on the show and do uh, show about uh, a character. And they uh, like, got uh, um, Pat Morita from who played uh, Mr. Miyagi on Karate Kid. He he was on, on one of the episodes. And they had a Zen garden in the back. Well, the, I was hired. My company was hired to provide the security for the uh, the studio uh, while they were filming for a year. And then all the uh, uh, when we shot off location. we we have to do security for that so you know here i am uh, you know everything's shut down for the night i'd be walking through and i mean they have these sets and you you look at the tv and it looks like it's real and you Mm -hmm. go to these sets and it's all like paper and plastic and and make-believe and i was just amazed at you know um that uh you know what they can do it's an illusion real it is it's magic it really is So that kind of got me pumped up again about the the props, and I started getting more and more props. Um, And about five years ago, um, they had the first Comic-Con here in Kelowna. And there was a gentleman there uh, who was going to be a guest uh, speaker named John Delaney, and he does comics like uh, Wonder Woman, Batman. He does the Simpson graphic novels. He's a really good artist, and he was going to be there doing a talk and sign autographs. So my daughter, uh, uh, Josephine, she's an amazing artist. And she loves drawing and loves comics. So I took her there as a surprise so she could meet him. So she met him. They chit-chatted. He did uh, some drawings for her. And uh, he did a, a, a big talk about uh, comics and everything. So she sat there and she, she watched that. And we were leaving. And my daughter says, you know, Dad, I'm a little disappointed. I said, well, what? We just spent the whole day. You had a good time. She said, well, I thought there were going to be some props here. And you could talk to some people about corruption you know, talk shop and you could, uh, um, you know, maybe buy something. She said, there was nothing here. What you need to do is you need to talk to the people who run this and see if you could set up a table at their next convention. So I said, no, they're not going to be interested. So she kept hounding me and hounding me. So I said, OK, I'll do it. So I phoned up and I spoke to a lady named Bonnie Gratz. And she runs Kelowna Fan Expo. And I, I, I had a meeting with her and I brought some props down. And I said, I've got these, I've got these props and I got this, you know, I can show them there. And I had, kind of gave a concept of how I would display them. So she says, you know, yes, we want you here. And she says, what's the name of your company? And I said, well, I just do this for fun. I don't have a, a, a name for a company. And she says, well, I'm not telling you what to do here. You a name. But she says, you've got some really cool props and you've got some really cool ideas on how to display them. And I think this is going to be big here. So she says, come up with a name. We'll promote that that, that name is going to be here. And she says, and if you go through with what you're saying, she said, I can see other Comic-Cons picking you up and wanting you at their conventions. I'm going like, really? Like, like, like people would want that? And she said, yeah. So I went, okay. So I go home and I'm thinking, what am I going to do here? I got. I you know. I, I said I'm going to do this, and I've never done anything like this before. So now I'm starting to panic a little bit, and I'm trying <laughs> to come up with some sort of you know idea. And of course, um, it's got to be stargate. Yeah. And at the time, um, I had just acquired uh, an Anubis head from the 1994 movie so production uh, used Anubis head, and from a gentleman by the name of John Allred. Now, John Allred uh owns hereby monsters and he's a famous model maker and he's, he's he's won competitions all over the world he's done um he's been a judge all over the world numerous articles and he had it in his private collection and he was redoing his, his his uh his um house and it didn't fit into his concept anymore now john had got it from a gentleman who actually worked on the 1994 movie and it was given to him as a as a thank you for the work he did And he had it in his collection for 10 years. And then John had it in his collection for 10 years. Wow. So, John wanted to go to a a collector who would really appreciate it. So, I made him an offer and he said he took the offer. And I found out after I made the offer, somebody else came along after and made a higher offer. And John didn't accept it because he thought the person was going to buy it and sell it. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to see that happen. So we had, I got that in my collection. So I'm going, okay, that's going to be a centerpiece. Now I need something a wow factor because I want when people walk into the the uh, the, um, the convention to go, hey, what's that over there? Exactly. So I got, Draw I got, a, I had to come up with something big. Yeah. So I had just gotten a uh, a replica panel. It was about this big of the uh, Stargate with the home emblem on it. So I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is put on the pole. Stick it up in the air, shine some lights on it, and I'm going to go. Okay, that's going to be it. So I did it. Did a mock-up, uh in my house. In my house, I had 20 foot bolted ceilings at the time. So I'm doing it in my living room, and I'm going. No, this is too cheesy. It's too small. You need it bigger. So I got some cardboard and I made a bit of a, more of an arch and I put that on there and drew some. So I kind of get a feeling. Nope, too small. Made it bigger. Still too small. Next thing you know, I got half an arch. Going to put on a table. Still too small. I'm going to to do a full size study. Oh man. So okay, well now I got I got to, I'm going to do this full size Stargate. So there's a gentleman that I know. His he, he goes by the nickname Stargate Jesus, and he's in Spain, and he did uh, some preliminary design work of the gate. And then, you, based on his um, ideas, I spent nine months building this full size gate. And it's not like I can you know it's not like I can phone up. Hey Bob, um, you, your gate you had this problem. How did you fix it? I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Running down to local hardware store. And I go to uh, like Home Depot and I would say, okay, I need some PVC pipe. And they would say, okay, indoor or outdoor, water or air? Right. I would go, Stargate. they go, <laughs> what? So... Weeks of going down there and buying stuff, and there uh, th- th- I got to known I got to be known as the Stargate guy when I would go down there, because um, everybody got to know me and knew that I wasn't just asking for typical stuff. Right. So, like I said, nine months later, I'm um, um, I'm uh, this this Stargates in my living room, and uh, I'm working on the chevrons to, and in the movie, the chevrons were actually the same color as the gate. They were they were uh, gray. They didn't light up. In the, in the movie, on the TV series, they lit up. So, again, I want the wow factor. So, it's like, let's get them uh, to have orange, an orange look to Three quarters of the way done, they were painted, and I'm going, no, they don't look right. They look kind of cheesy. So, we need them with the, with the orange lens and light up. So, I have to scrap all of them, redo them all. Six weeks before the convention, I'm doing this. So, actually, three days before the convention, I'm standing in my living room, and I've got this Stargate that's 18 feet tall by 18 feet wide.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: With the crystals all lit up, and I was going like, holy cow, I can't believe it's actually here. And I went over to the TV, and I put in the Stargate movie, and I turn on the opening credits, like the the TV series. Yes. I crank the TV up, and I'm standing there, and the music's playing, and I'm looking at the Stargate, and I'm going, okay, here we go. We're going to go on a really cool adventure here. So we go to the uh, I go to the go to to the um, to the the, um, the Comic Con, set everything up. It goes off amazing. We have over two thousand five hundred people come by to check out our 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 Stargate and all of our Stargate props. Um, Bonnie says Richard, uh, we're booking you for next year already. So she had us booked for the following year already, and away I went.
0: Now is that the same Stargate as the one that you sent me? Because that seems like more
1: human size. Um, the, the picture. Yes. I, yeah, that's the one that's 18 feet tall. That's almost 18 feet tall. Yeah.
0: The one that has the Jaffa standing next to it. Yeah. Okay. I'm showing that on the screen right now, man. That is absolutely crazy. Boy. Oh boy. How long did that take? from, uh, to fabricate from beginning to end. It
1: took almost, it took, well, just, we, we upgraded a few more times over the years. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, total, it took, um, I would say uh, a total of uh, about a year and two or three months to like total time from beginning to end to get to where it is today. Wow,
0: absolutely extraordinary. So it's one thing to collect props. It's another thing to make, you know, set pieces yourself. It's a completely different process, and I it mean, is, that's yeah. that's a sign of a true fan, I think. Wow, man! So you've been doing conventions for how long now? Uh, for five years. Okay, okay. And Stargate has always featured prominently.
1: It is, I guess, everybody wants a Stargate there because it's a huge crowd teaser.
0: Absolutely. Tell us about the pieces that you have brought uh, to show us.
1: Um, like here today. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here, um, I'm just kind of standing here. Um, this is Raw, and on the other side is Horace. And there's a gentleman uh, by the name of Brian Capri, who wants really cool props. And he actually made these for the TV miniseries Stargate Origins. So these
0: are the so ones they, that were used in Origins?
1: These were the ones that were used in Origins. These two on either side, yeah. They were the screen-used ones. Wow. All right. Now, the, the thing is um story of the origins kind of gets a bum rap a lot of people either love it or hate it and um you know people don't realize that when they made the movie they had millions and millions of dollars when they made the tv series they had millions and millions of dollars and when they made stargate origins they didn't have that big of a budget Correct. and they didn't have they didn't have the big names and they didn't have uh you know uh, hundreds of screenwriters writing for the script and uh, they didn't have the money to do all the computer graphics, you know, and they used a lot of practical effects to do that. I mean, considering all that, it I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah. And, considering and, and to what me, they had, yes.
1: Yeah. To see what they had, I thought it was really well done. And uh, it kind of like added the prequel to the original movie, kind of, you know, fit a lot of things in. Um, and I know some people say that more questions were made than were answered type of thing. But if, if you're, you're looking story, closely, No no
0: mm-hmm. I agree but if you're yeah if you're a, if you're a true fan you know try to go along for the ride and and give it a shot so exactly
1: I mean if you're start, if you're a true Stargate fan anything Stargate you love I mean there is a the, the cartoon Stargate Infinity mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even know that's out there mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I, I people... don't particularly care for it but I recommend you know if you've got young kids show yep. it to them every yep. episode has a has a moral uh conundrum
1: you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah so uh, so like I said I got I got those from Brian uh one, I he he also had the uh, Nubus head and I, I heard he had these up and I wanted them for my collection so I gave him a call I said I want the Nubus head too and he says oh my god Richard if you could call me one hour earlier you could have had it oh you're so kidding. I just I just sold it literally one hour ago and I was like oh no 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 but we got these two yeah and uh, then right behind me here is um our our uh sg1 jaffa armor and um there's a gentleman named stefan and he owns stargate prop shop and he's got a huge collection of stargate um items i've met him and we've got a we've got quite a few props from him and we got a lot of the we got the armor from him when we got the armor it was it was in pieces uh like the collar and the neck piece was in six different pieces with pieces missing like chunks taken out of it uh, the armor was cracked, the leggings were cracked and broken, the pieces were missing. Um, I mean, and like the, the gauntlets had three different color paint. There was like uh, blue, there was red, and then there was the silver and it was peeling off because, uh, you know, they used pieces over and over again. They would mm-hmm. paint them for different things. So we, I had all the pieces and it was, it was like, I'm looking at this going, mean, it looks like a heap of, of garbage on the floor. And we it, it took a, a year to restore the armor and we restored it all. And this, like I said, we have it all complete. And it looks like the, you know, the first day that they, that they used it on the show there. That's great. And uh, another thing too, is uh, when we upgraded our Stargate, um, I'll tell you a a, a little bit of a story when we upgraded it, but on either side of the Stargate, now we have two big, tall pillars. And they're actually made out of uh, Galo mothership panels and Stefan actually did all of his um, basement, and he got all the panels, and he actually did his whole basement in these panels, and it looks spectacular. Wow. It so he had some spare pieces left over, so I got hold of I said, can I, can, can I get these off of you? And sure. So we actually used those to make the, the gold pillars on each side of the... Oh, uh, I see them. Yeah,
0: it's, it's over here next to the Jaffa in yeah. this one shot here. That's yeah. really cool.
1: Yeah, because we want to add a little bit of actual authenticity, like, prop what, to the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we added those to, to the gate to do that. Um, and then, um, uh, our, our, just, just getting back to our, um, our raw here for a second, when I designed him for this cause he's going to be at shows coming up. I had him with his handout and I wanted him to hold, like at the necklace, like the raw necklace that you saw, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Jackson in the original movie and Catherine in Stargate Origins. Um, but I didn't want to have one that kind of looked cheesy or whatever. So there was a gentleman named Cody Emery. And he has a company called Sci-Fi Prop um, um, Factory, and he's got a lot of the studio molds. So I contacted him and I said, look, um, I, I, can you make me an, an exact replica of the necklace that they used in the movie in Stargate Origins? So he knew somebody who actually worked on the movie and they had the one from the um, uh, from the Stargate Origins that was used in that. So he made us an exact replica. And I mean, it's beautifully done and he was holding it in his hands. Because that's the other thing, too, and I, I'll tell you a story in just a minute here. Everything that we're doing now, we try to do with as much detail and authenticity as possible because we want to give the Stargate fans when it comes to our shows to, to get their true feeling. And when they look closely, at everything, we want them to see the detail and everything. You know, we just don't want to do, do something like, like um, you know, cheesy or, or kind mm-hmm. of half done type of thing. So, yeah, he's holding that. Um, now here, this is the uh, uh, production used Anubis head from the 1994 movie that we got from John Alred. Wow! And it it is it I, it's kind of hard to see on 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 screen here, but if you go to our site, you can actually see close up pictures of it and the detail in the patina is amazing. I mean, the gold on it, the way they've layered it, it, it's 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 like a work art. It's like something you see in a museum. Like uh, if you went to seeing the Egyptian exhibit, they were showing thousands of year old artifacts. That's how detailed and beautiful that looks. The- so that's that's there. And then um, on this side here, we have um, an actual uh, production used raw face from the 1994 movie. And I never thought a million years after when I sat there and I watched the opening credits and I saw the raw there and it started my adventure. that I thought I'd actually have something like that in my my collection. And he's here. Now, when we got him, he's actually uh, got cracks, and he's he's, he's, uh, got a lot of weathering, and he needs some TLC. Uh, We're going to get a company called Tom Spina Designs. They do a lot of restoration of props, and we actually have a a prop in our collection from Babylon 5, and it's Mm -hmm. one of the bar scenes, and it was ripped torn. I mean, look, it should be thrown in the garbage. Tom's final design restored it and it looks like day one brand new. They, they, they made it it's absolutely amazing. So we're gonna get them to restore him because I, I he, he's an iconic piece and I think he deserves to have you know the, the, the full glory of, of how he looked. 27 years
0: ago. So, you were talking about the, the Anubis piece that's uh sitting uh, to your immediate left. I do have that uh that picture here. I'm going to show oh, that okay. to everyone now. The detail of it is absolutely exquisite. It looks yeah. like it's been pulled out of the ground and on the Giza plateau. Mm-hmm.
1: Just, and it's just the way they they you know the way they did the colors and layered it, the gold and everything, the detail is just just phenomenal. How, how they did it, it's like it's like a work of art,
0: absolutely. Well, it is a work of art
1: yeah absolutely. Um... And then uh, another uh, one last thing I want to yeah. show here. Um, there's a gentleman by his name is Terry Shuchuk and uh, he has a son named Travis and they own uh, uh, Ravenous EFX and they do a lot of um, um, props for movies and TV series uh, like big name movies and TV series. And Terry collects Stargate props. he's got a, he's got a big collection in his in his private collection. And I've got to know him and we've gotten some props off of him over the years. And, um, Terry's the same thing. Terry, it's, it's, it's all personal. He doesn't want to sell stuff and have it, uh, you know, um, um, cut up and, and divvied out or right, as soon as you get it, you sell it for a profit. So, um, Terry knew that we, we have these shows that we do and he had, um, from, um, these um, season one episode six first commandment at the beginning of the show you see two um sgt members running for the gate through the forest yes and there's a, there's tribal um like uh, warriors chasing them and they're they're uh, uh, we call them the mud man and right um terry had uh he was selling one and i said i, I would like to have it so i got a hold of him, i said i want this so he, he he got it to us and i said if you have anything else I would love to get it from you. He says, well, actually, Richard, he says, they made seven of the Mud Men for that episode. And I have all seven. Oh, my gosh. I said, well, would you be willing to sell them to me? He says, well, you know, he says, "Um, I'm willing for you. Yes, because I know that you do these shows. And I know that, like, they're just collecting dust in the warehouse right now. And it's a shame. And I would like to have people see them. So I know if I sell them to you, that you're going to, you're not going to sell them, that you're going to display them. So he sold us six of the seven because he said I'm keeping one for myself. But he sold us the other six, so we have all six. Wow! And we we built a, a a forest background with real trees, and we have we're gonna have all seven at on uh, mannequins. And I actually have one of the heads here, and I'll just give it up here. <laughs> That's one of the head the mudman heads from from that episode. First Commandment. Yeah.
0: Wow. Is there a prop out there that you are pursuing or want to get that uh, is on your list, but you just, it's been out of reach?
1: Uh, no. Um, like anything from the Stargate movie, I, I would love. Okay. So I'm always on the, on the, on the prowl for that. And, and there's a couple of things that I've, I've got feelers out for. But, you know, really, um, the shows that we do, if we have enough props we look at these props and we go okay how can we do some display to show these props at a, con- at a convention and like i said we have um, terminator and star wars and all this stuff so uh, that's what we kind of start doing now is can we add to this collection and can we turn it into a display for at an upcoming comic-con um so um there's um I- i'll tell you uh, uh, a couple of years ago we um we did our second convention we had I had the gate the first one I wasn't happy with the gate it just didn't look completed so what I did was we ended up building a full uh, it didn't initially the, the picture you showed of the gate it didn't have the pillars and it didn't have the base it was just uh, just the arch mm. so we ended up putting the base on we ended up putting the pillars on it we up we got um, our Jaffa warrior we restored him and we had him at the we were having him at the show and it was at uh, Kelowna Fan uh, Experience and Bonnie had given me a call and she said uh, Richard you know who um, Gary Jones is? I said, well, yeah, he's Sergeant uh, Walter Harriman from Stargate. She said, well, a friend of his saw your Stargate at a show. He called Gary, told Gary he's going to come see this. So guess what? Gary's coming down to see your gate. He asked if he could be a guest at at our convention. And I went, are you serious? He said, yes. So I'm going like, this is exciting. Gary Jones is coming to look at my Stargate. And then I went, oh, my God. Gary, who sat in front of the gate for 10 years, who knows that gate inside and out, every inch, is coming to look at my gate. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to think mine's so cheesy because mine can't compare to his. (laughs) So now I'm nervous. My wife is going, Richard, you got nothing to be nervous about. Gary's a nice guy. He's going to love it. Don't worry about it. Well, still, he's the Chevron guy. He's he's going to have the view of my gate. (laughs) So uh, I get the gate set up we got the Jaffa worry there. Luckily we did the extra, we had done the extra stuff for it. And I see Gary come walking and he sets up a table next to us because uh, Bonnie wanted him next to us. for the Of gate. course. So I'm getting even, getting even more nervous. So Gary comes over and Gary, Gary kind of says, hi Richard. Right. And I said, yes, he says, nice to meet you, Gary Jones. And he said, so this is the gate, huh? I went, yeah. So Gary's standing here like this, huh? Hmm. So he's looking at it like this. And then he kind of looks over and he goes, uh, what's it made of?" I said, well, it's made mostly styrofoam. And he goes, Styrofoam? Seriously. Like this thing's made out of styrofoam. So he goes over the gate and he's touching it and he's looking at it. And he goes, I have to say something here. And I'm thinking, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. He says, that is amazing. And I went, what? He said, that is absolutely amazing. He said, it looks like the real gate. He says, when you stand there and look at it, it looks like the same color texture and everything. And he says, uh, you know, they made the gate out of wood and everything else. You made yours out of styrofoam. And he says, it looks like it's real stone, metal looking heavy. He says, I'm impressed. He says, I'm not just saying that either. So he says, show me the other stuff. So I showed him the, the draft armor, explain how we restored it. And I showed him the other st- uh, other props. And we had also just done a uh, plan of the Apes scene. And we have because we have costumes from playing the Apes. So we actually made real apes with real fur glass eyes. Wow. And the we have
0: ones those are there. the
1: originals. Yes, uh, from the uh the Tim Burton version. Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we had we had those, uh we had those there. So I showed Gary that. So Gary says, okay, now I want to talk to you. you got some time tomorrow. He says, I want to sit down, I want to talk to you about a few things here. Because I he says, I think I, I need to I, I need to talk about a couple of things. So I said, sure. So now I'm getting even more nervous. I'm going, okay. What is he gonna to talk to me about? So the next day, uh, Gary says, when you have some time, come see me. So I went along, we there, and saw him, he sat down. He says, "Now I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do here, Richard. He said, I'm not just saying this to make you feel good. He says, you got something really um, unique here. He said, um, you just don't come here and just do this, please. He says, with the Jaffa armor, you built a Jaffa warrior, and it looks like a warrior. When you've got the plan of the apes, you do, you've got the actual costumes on the apes, and not just on a mannequin, you've actually built the faces and the arms to look like the real things. You built a, a full-size Stargate to enhance your Stargate props. He says, I, I haven't seen it. He says, I've been to a lot of conventions. And he says, I haven't seen anything like th- to this degree before. So he says, you need to go to the bigger conventions, like Vancouver or the San Diego Comic-Con. You need to go there. And you need to think big, outside the box, detail. And he just he just gave me a whole bunch of advice um, on how I should Take this. So we actually took his advice and we have taken everything to a whole other level now uh, because with the Stargate, again, I wasn't happy with the Stargate because it wasn't quite finished yet. It had, um, it did, we just had a black backdrop. We had a kind of, a, it looked cheesy at the time. We had a little Christmas light shining on the front to give the water effect. hmm so what I did was we ended up getting a custom made backdrop for the back of it. And I had a custom light, light made and it has two lenses. One rotates one way, one rotates the other with a ripple effect on the light. And we shine on the back and it actually looks like the, the water mm-hmm. is moving. And, um, and I mean, it was all done CCG uh, in the movies, So I had to do this for real life. So Gary has, has got us thinking outside the box now. When we, did, we did that. We're, we're building our sets bigger and better now, more detailed to them. Um, right now we're working on a Breaking Bad display for our Comic-Cons this year. If they, you know, if they have any, mm. we're set to go for it. And, uh, we got a couple of hazmat suits, some, um, uh, prison outfits. Um, a whole bunch of other outfits from different, from, from different actors that were on the show. We've got, uh, different props from the show. We got some like the, the money, some actually little baggies with the drugs and everything. Oh my God. Los Poyos Hermanos merchandise. Yes, yes. So uh, what we end up doing, we built a, a life-size drug lab with the hazmat suits.
0: You too. Uh, Sensors. Here we go. We built a <laughs> life-size drug lab. Here, come fake. over. Have some blue sky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And we built. Uh, we made Walter White and and uh, Jesse look and look just like the real characters because uh, we went again detail. We built uh, a prison scene with a full-size prison scene with prisoners behind the bars and, and wow. a police officer out front. And we made a uh, a section of the Los Polos Hermanos restaurant yeah. where people are actually sitting there and standing waiting lines. So we've done that. And everything is detailed. It looks really good. I mean, I'm quite pleased with how, how it's come out because it's come out better than I thought. Again, that's thanks to Gary giving us the thing bigger, better thing outside the box, detail. So we've got that coming up. And, uh, like I said, I just can't, I can't say enough to Gary for taking the time and believing in us and, and doing this. And again, he he didn't say it because he was just trying to make me feel good. He saw something and, and, yeah, uh, you. it's yeah, he did, he did. And, and he's changed because of his talk It's changed our whole, whole way. We're doing things now. Wow.
0: Have so you
1: told uh, him I that- own one, I own one. <laughs> Have you told him this? uh yes um okay. uh well when we did everything i told him like uh, he hasn't seen our breaking bad or all that stuff now but i when we upgraded the gate with the light in behind I, I i got hold of my I said i just want to thank you gary for giving us that advice that said you've good. taken us to a whole new level so
0: good i'll make sure he watches this too oh That's thank great, you man absolutely and i really want to thank you because this month we're giving away um a piece of uh, stargate atlantis Yes. Uh, to people who are submitting trivia questions to the show pretty much every month. Not this month. We're taking a break this month, but we do uh, we do a trivia challenge, and anyone who submits uh, trivia, their email address goes into a a blender, and at the end of the month, a prop will come out. Do you by any chance have that piece?
1: Yes, I present? do. Yes, I'll just come up.
0: Yes, let's see it in, in close range here. So, the Stargate Atlantis DHD exploded Stargate. in an episode of Atlantis called Phantoms and so this is one of the buttons and richard and empire movie props are kindly sponsoring uh this giveaway for this month and at the end of the month uh anyone who goes to dial uh but before the end of the month anyone who goes to dial dot com and scrolls down to submit trivia questions as long as you submit one trivia question to us uh you'll be in the running for getting this piece sent to you so it's absolutely cool it's all. It's almost cooler than than a full piece, a full section of the of of DHD, because you get to see what's inside it. So you get a, yes. it's a cross section. Yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm, I'm glad sorry. that somebody's going to
0: enjoy it. Absolutely, and and I I really I really thank you for that. Um. Have you ever come across any collectors that really just turned your stomach? And it's like you know what, this is the kind of thing that that. I don't appreciate, or I I, I want to stay away from. There is a collector, and let me let me at least tell you from my perspective of it, there is a collector out there, um, who with absolute impunity um, damages the props that he buys, and he um, he 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 takes it and he he takes it apart. And rebuilds it to what he thinks is cool, adds lights and effects and everything else, and just absolutely destroys the the um the the prominence of a prop when because it's no longer it no longer looks like it was when it was screen used. It looks like it's something else. And it that really bothers me, like really bothers me because we are stewards of these pieces. They belong to I mean, they do they, you do own them while you have them, but potentially you will die and, or, or get tired of it or get bored with it, and it will go to someone else. And it's so important for the, 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 the provenance of a prop to maintain as much value uh, and sync with what it was on screen as when it goes to the next person who's going to cherish
1: it. Yeah.
0: What do you feel about that?
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, any of the props that we have, again, we keep it as original as possible. There are some that are damaged and you want you don't want it to deteriorate further. So you have to do some restoration to it. So, But you keep it looking exactly the way it is. You don't change the color or, or add things to it. You keep everything as original as possible. I mean, because that's one of the reasons why you want the prop, because you see it on the screen and you fell in love with that and you want it in your hand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to, to, to buy it and change the color or, or add things to it's a crazy thing to do. I mm-hmm. uh, you know um, you know it's a shame that you know people have buy something and again they, it's mine I can do what
0: I want with it so yeah it's uh there's that anyone anyone can buy a piece and and you know you you can only hope that it if especially if it's something that you want to see again or have a chance at you know that it that it uh, it re-enters the uh, the the props market in the future and has been you know maintained and, and taken care
1: of you um, and the other thing, too, with us, when we, when people come to see our crops at the shows, they've seen it on, on on the screen, and they want to see the same thing when they're standing there in the same context, which is, like I said, when we're doing the Mudman, all the mudmen look exactly the same as on you see on screen. Nothing's been changed. We added a the, the forest, like a life-size forest, good trees. So when you're standing there, you almost get the feeling you're in that scene. With, you know, yeah, you've created a diorama. Things yeah yeah so and that's what we, cool that's what that's what we want we want to give everyone that experience when they come to our shows and they see the stuff like you're really there you're really experiencing it
0: absolutely i do have a um a few questions uh, submitted by the fans who are watching live right now uh, gate gabber wants to know uh do you have a um favorite stargate piece that you will absolutely never part with I think you kind of answered that a little bit before with like you, 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 you keep them, you, you get them to keep them. But at the same time, I suppose if you were forced to lose all but one, which would stay
1: with you? I would be, it would be the Anubis. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love him. And he's, he, he's actually my, I mean, the it, raw Egyptian panel was my first one that I got, but the Anubis was one of my more, um, higher end items and one of the most, detailed and complete and everything items i mean it's like i said I, I just fell in love with it and i still can't believe that i actually have it in my collection
0: it's a museum piece yeah i mean you could you could put it in in new york and oh people would be like whoa you know yeah. that's absolutely legit yeah, uh, and he's a favorite
1: he's a favorite of the shows everybody wants their picture taken with him
0: <laughs> John 42, would it be possible to get photos of Daniel or Jonas's notebooks? So, a lot of people have been asking about Daniel and Jonas's notebooks. Have you ever come across them? No. no. I, I haven't seen them either. Someone got them earlier on. I'm not maybe Legends memorabilia. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, those those are not I've not come across them. Tracy wanted to know any advice for new collectors. Where to um, find those special props, how to determine their credibility?
1: Um, Well, there's there's, uh, the best thing to do is uh, like, I know like on Facebook, there's a a prop group there and you can become a member. And if you're interested in the piece, you can, you can say to the group, I'm interested in this piece. Does anybody know anything about it? Uh, Do you know who the seller is? And that's, I think that's a good thing um, to do because uh, there's a lot of, there are a lot of bad sellers out there.
0: Mm.
1: There's a lot of people who do fake stuff. There's a lot of people who are, who um, just, or just in it for the money, not anything else. So it's good that um, to find out who these people are and that, you know, you're buying a legitimate product. I've seen several times that, uh, uh, oh, so-and-so selling uh, fake stuff again, and he's going by a different name this time. And it's nice to know that so you know what you're getting is real. And that's the thing with all of us stuff, uh, the stuff that I have, and we do sell some stuff, I get it from legitimate prom houses. I've made connections over the years and I get it from actual collectors. Uh, there's a few people that I know who actually have worked on different sets. And after they shut down the production, you know, they start tearing apart the sets. So, you know, people get get to take some stuff home. So I've gotten some stuff from them. So everything that I check out, is uh, it's, it's 100%. And that's the thing. I, I don't want to get a reputation that we've got fake stuff at our shows. I don't want to get uh, stuff we're selling right. fake stuff. So I am very. Uh, tedious about checking up everything and I mean things get, do get through I mean you have big auction houses like christie's who have sold stuff and it's not after that's fake because I mean there are people who are good at faking stuff there are people who are good at making fake money fake paintings there are people who do fake props uh, it's just do your due diligence and ask questions and you know if you want it you if people are saying no don't buy it it's fake but don't buy it and you're still oh my god I really want it you know don't don't get it. it, you know, because, you know, yeah. this it's it's hard when you really want a piece and you find out that it's not worth it or it's not what it really is. It's it's hard.
0: There is a whole market out there, of of paintings that are that are faked. You know, I don't know if you saw um, Sneaky Pete that uh, Brian Cranston show on Amazon but one of the seasons was about someone who uh, recreated uh, uh famous paintings and she was uh, she she was a painter who was who whose sole purpose was to duplicate a painting so that they could they could uh scam buyers it's absolutely it's, it's never underestimate human ingenuity oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Better yeah exactly better yeah. that's exactly yeah. right so um, what are you looking what uh, are, are you looking forward to the the possibility of the the fourth Stargate series that Brad Wright is trying to get off the ground? And if so, what would you like to see?
1: Oh, I am so looking forward to anything Stargate. Um, I know when they originally did the first movie, the 94 uh, movie, they, they wanted to make a trilogy of it. And then I know that there was a talking about rebooting it and doing the trilogy. Um, I, I would like to see I would like to see something like that. And when it comes to the force, I, anything I would like to see anything good, exciting, something that can last, you know, ten seasons. You know, um, another ten I mean, seasons. Yeah. yeah, With science fiction, you could do anything. I mean, you can you can do the craziest thing concept. You could do anything. And I mean, Star Wars has been uh, been around for, for over forty years. And they've done how many movies, and then they, they redid the series with the, Star, uh, the Force Awakens, and there's a whole new generation now watching. And they've got The Mandalorian now on TV. You look at Star, um, Star Trek, Star Trek's been around for over 50 years. And the same thing, they, they did the movies, um, and then they were doing uh, you know, Stargate, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, you know Star Trek Voyager, Enterprise. They've got uh, Star Trek Discovery now, a whole new generation. Mm-hmm.
0: Picard, Prodigy, you know, Star- yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're looking at 40, 50 years of these series. Stargate's been around for 27 years, and it's got just as big following. You know, Stargate's the baby, and it's growing, and it and it's got the exact same following. So I mean, they can go for another 25 years easily with what they're doing. You know, and and the 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 fans are there. The fans are chomping at the bit for more Stargate because it is it's amazing concept. It's amazing. I mean, amazing writers have been on the show. I mean, you don't get a show lasting 10 seasons, 10 years, you know, without saying that there's something good about it.
0: Right. To say nothing of Atlantis or Universe that, la- that yeah. ran another seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Extremely cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we let you go?
1: Um. Well, I, I just want to talk about like uh, with our upcoming, uh, with with Empire Roof like I said, Gary says bigger and better and we're doing <laughs> that. Like, uh, with our, um, uh, we're doing Breaking Bad this year, like I said, hopefully there's some co- conventions that actually with the COVID and everything, we're hoping some conventions near the end of the year will actually go. But our next big thing that we're doing is re- we're revamping our Stargate um, display. And it's gonna be big. It's gonna be somewhere in between like 1500 square feet, maybe even more than that when we're done. And what we're doing is we're gonna be doing uh, an Egyptian temple concept. And what we're going to have is we're going to have the Stargate at one end. And we're going to have, um, like, um, it's kind of hard because I'm kind of trying to show on, on on the show here. So where the, my bookshelf is, that's where the Stargate would be. And we're going to have uh, Egyptian backdrops all the way down at least 60 feet, maybe more on both sides. And it's going to look like the inside of an, uh, an Egyptian temple with uh, um, uh, stucco and paintings on it. And we're going to have... Um, uh, Raw and um, horse on either side of the Stargate and then we're going to have our Jaffa outfit um, we have from the pilot episode um, Children of the Gods uh, there's a scene where they're in the, like the castle dungeon part thing and all the Oli, uh, um, uh, Gaul come in and they're picking kids to be their um, children, um, children. Um, there's a scene where one of the Ili Gaul picks Scar and says I want him well, we have that leak Owl's outfit and we have a couple, two serving outfits. You see the servants coming with the turbans and the, and the fancy mm-hmm. dress. And we have two of those. So we're going to have a little scene with that. And then we have a, um, uh, a couple of more outfits we're going to have, um, uh, next to those, and then we're going to have our Mudman outfit. Um, uh, the, like the whole scene next to that. So all of our, our mannequins that we have are all going to be on one side, all little scenes, like, like from the different episodes. And then on the other side, we're going to have a table set up and we're going to have uh, a, like a table with uh, all the Stargate props from the movie. And then we're going to have um, all the props from like Stargate SG-1 and other shows all the, all the way down. And like some of the props, we have are really uh, amazing. Uh, there's, a, a, there's an episode called uh, Emancipation. Mm -hmm. I think that was um, season one, episode three. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, Abu and Nala. Um, They were two kids, so to speak, and they wanted to get married in the the warring houses. They couldn't do that. Yeah, the 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 Mongolian type of thing. Right. Um, We actually met uh, George Vargas and Crystal Lowe at a convention, and they played Abu and Nala. And it was a total, total uh, uh, fluke that that happened because a gentleman by the name of, uh, name of Mike K was running the convention. Uh, it was Kelowna, uh, uh Comic Con is what it was. It's different than the other one. And he had a, actually booked George there first. And there was another cancellation show. He got Crystal coming after And They didn't know they were going to be there. Oh, so wow. they show up and it was like a family reunion. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? And it's really cool. So we were there, we got to meet him and we got to talk to him and everything and got pictures taken. And, uh, six months ago we actually got a whole bunch of uh hats from emancipation so we got the hat that uh uh, george wore and the one that crystal wore the one that the dad wore um we got his fur hat and also uh amanda tapping she had a black one with uh with like a a, a little chain necklace thing. we got that one as well so we're gonna have all those on display and uh, so it's gonna be really amazing. The whole other side of, the, of our display is gonna be all these props. So it's gonna be really big. And when you walk in, you're gonna get a really, really cool experience um, with that. And that's what we're trying to do. We want, when people come to the convention, we just don't want them walking through and going, oh, that looks interesting, Oh, well, that's nice. Click, here's a picture. We want them to have that experience. Like that experience that I sat and I watched Stargate for the very first time, that my I had the, my hair stood up. It was like an electrical feeling. I'm like, oh my God. I, we want them to have that feeling when they come to, to the shows and see our stuff. We want them to talk about it, and get pictures taken when they're when they when they have their picture taken, they go home and look at it, it looks like they're there actually on the set with something. When they have the picture with the Stargate, it looks like that they were actually there with the Stargate. When they do a video, it shows the Stargate moving and it looks like it's really there. Yeah. Um, and sorry, one last quick story, if it's okay. Sure. Um, uh, we were doing a convention in Penticton called Pentacon, and uh, um, there's a, a, a lady there who runs it. Her name's Lillian. She got hold of us and said, "We want you at our show because we have Paul McGillion here." <laughs> so I'm going, like, "Wow, this is really cool. Paul McGillion's going to be there." And that's uh, he did um, what? What was that episode? Uh, Torment of Tantalus. Uh, Tantalus. He, in he little was tent. there. And he did, yeah, he, he was there. And I actually, that's one of my favorite episodes because it's I liked it that it had, uh, went back to 1945, showed the black and white footage and showed the gate and, and the whole concept I thought was really cool. And they also had Catherine there, the character Catherine from the, 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 the movie. She was in that episode. So it kind of brought the original ep- movie kind of in there. And uh, so Paul played uh, uh, um, Littlefield in there. And uh, so Paul was at the convention. So we got everything set up. Paul comes over and I'm ecstatic that Paul's there. And Paul's going, oh, so you're the guy with the Stargate." So he's there and he's looking at the gate and everything. And we said, we get, got to come get some pictures. And a few other things. he says, sure. He says, I'm all here all weekend. And he says, can I ask you a favor? He says, can I bring people over and get their picture taken with them, like fans and stuff? I said, sure. I said, my gate, your gate. So whatever you <laughs> want to do. So Paul was back in full all day. So he says to me, uh, uh, I say, Paul, can we get some pictures taken? He says, sure. So my my wife is there and I take a picture of my wife and him. And he looks at the, he looks at my, at my picture. He goes, no, 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 that's not good enough. That's not good enough. What if we do this? So so they do that. I take a picture. He goes, no, 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 that's not good enough. He says, okay, put your foot back and then go like this. So I take through that. And it actually looks like you're actually have been thrown through the (laughs) star. So Paul looks at this and he is killing himself laughing because it looks so real. So he starts telling his people, come over here, come over here. So people who want to get his picture taken, he'd get everybody to do this pose. So um, uh, Paul is like, he's killing himself. He said, I've got some, I got to do my talk and I got to do other things. I'll be back. So about half an hour later, I hear over the PA system. I said, it goes, uh, yes, if anybody would like their picture taken with Paul McGillion, he'll be at the start meet in 15 minutes, Paul, wow. Paul McGillion, And it's his voice. Like, well, that's Paul's voice. <laughs> so he all, the whole convention, he was getting people to come over and get their picture taken with him doing this pose. And he was so funny, so personable. He was, had everyone in stitches the whole weekend. I mean, super nice guy. And I liked it. I loved it because that was one of my favorite scenes. And I liked him in that. And he was also played Dol- Dr. Carlson Beckett and Starfleet and Lances as well. So, right. And I liked his character in that as well so like i said it was great that paul paul was doing that and then i said paul can we do a little video so he says sure so we do start interviewing him and then he kind of just turned around and starts interviewing us and it was funny i mean it's just hilarious how what he was saying and what he was doing in the video and that's on our site if anybody wants to see it but that was that was an experience with paul Uh, and that's one thing i found we have a lot of stargate like when we have our gate anybody who's been on the stargate always stops by sees it we've had people who've done the special effects for the for years on the show they've come by and checked it out we've had people who have just been on one episode we've had extras there we've had there was one guy who came by and he would do the uh when he saw the gate and he uh the, we saw like the smoke coming from the gate when it was kind of the, he he was What's the guy spinning? who did that uh, okay yeah he was the guy doing that he come he came by everybody comes by and wants to get their picture taken with the gate and and, and starts talking about the gate and their experiences so we hear all these stories and everything so it's really cool that we're, keeping that we're keeping that dream alive, so to speak, uh, by promoting Stargate. And another thing that's kind of cool that our Stargate is getting a little bit of a, a iconic now, because everyone who comes, whether it's an actor or anybody who works the show, signs the back of the gate. So the back of the gate now, we're getting hundreds of, of autographs from everybody who's worked on the show. So it's becoming, Wow, that's yeah, so cool. It's, 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 so it's really neat that everybody signs the gate when they come by so, and gets their picture taken with it. That's, that's really cool
0: it's you know it, it's a pleasure to uh to spend some time talking with uh a, another serious collector who really gets you know this stuff. I brought one of my um favorite pieces uh to share, and I've not shared this one uh, on air before. Um, this is don s davis's this is general Hammond's wedding ring. Wow. There were two That's of them that cool. there were two of them that were made and Don wore them both uh during Stargate SG one. Um Don and I we we uh we met years ago, uh found out uh, he went to the same university that I did, Southern Illinois. Um and uh when he passed it was just it was bad. So yeah. I think about him constantly. But I yeah. I have a little little piece that he uh that he wore during the show. It's just it means it means the world to me to have the uh, the
1: level of oh, yeah. Sorry, please go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's some of the smallest props are some of the best props. Right. They really are, and they're the part. A lot of them, times, the smallest props get lost, and they're like, oh they're
0: gosh, yes, and they're iconic. Hmm. Uh, absolutely the the ingenuity of fans. Did you see Stargate Universe? Did you watch it? It's me. Yes.
1: No, I haven't got to that yet because I am. I'm working my way through all. the Oh, got it. That, like that.
0: It's good. So this is an ancient kino, which is a camera, floating camera, essentially. This was one of the ones that was that was uh, screen used during the production. My friend Remington Phillips created this one, and they. I mean, aside from the uh, a, a little bit of sheen they are identical in size in weight Wow! the paint jobs the the ingenuity of fandom is absolutely ridiculous yeah. the stuff that they are able to come up with you know and when when they get a hold of something they just don't they just don't let it go it's it's so so cool to see that so many of these pieces um are being cared for uh, with reverence and i really appreciate the work that you're doing in preserving uh so much of this stuff for the future because
1: well like i said so I, I love sharing this with, with this it's just not seeing my house you in storage mm-hmm. and anybody who's ever sold us or given us a, a, a stargate prop knows that it's going to be cared for and that it's going to be shown to the fans in our shows and they can enjoy it and that's the thing. We're just, we just want to keep that dream alive. We want to have people ex- have that, you know, the amazing experience that we have. And again, we're trying to do our part to say, get that fourth series going, you know, the, there's a fan base there.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. You know, there's in some ways um, it's not, it's not bigger than it ever was because before, because that's not, that's certainly not true, but in, in, it seems like it's coming back. It seems yeah. like the fervor for it is building with the amount of exposure that it's getting on uh, that the franchise is getting on these on these streaming services now, and that can yeah. only you know be a good a sign of good things to come in the future.
1: Yeah. So. Oh yeah. So. yeah, I'm excited.
0: I hope to see you at a convention live at some point here in the not too distant future, please God. And. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. And like I said, when we
1: have our. Our, uh, I hope they will touch base with you and show you our our big display when it's all done and you can you can see where where we're going so
0: I can't wait to see it and I thank you for coming on and I thank you so much for uh, donating to the show to give uh, fans a piece of uh, of Stargate Atlantis history for well, for the like, month of
1: February like I said it's our pleasure we're just glad that somebody else is going to enjoy a Stargate props. So.
0: absolutely. Richard Johns, owner Empire Movie Props. You can check them out at EmpireMovieProps.com. And uh, thank you so much for being on, sir.
1: Thank you for having us. It's been an honor and a privilege to be here today.
0: I appreciate you as well. It's it's an honor to have you. You take care of yourself, and uh, I'll be bumping into you at some point in the future here.
1: That sounds good. We'll see you on the other side of the gate. <laughs> see you on the other side. You take okay. care, Richard. Okay. Be Bye. well.
0: Bye. Richard Johns, Empire Movie Props. Thank you so much for tuning in, and a happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Uh, so, a little bit. Uh, let me bring uh, back around that um, that explanation for uh, the giveaway again. So, for those of you who are really wanting uh, that piece, so it's a piece of the Pegasus DHD from specifically Phantoms. This is this is the the part of the DHD that was designed uh, for when that scene was filmed for when the gate exploded. So for the month of February, Dial the Gate is partnering with Empire Movie Props to give away this piece of the DHD from the Atlantis episode Phantoms. To enter to win, you need to use a desktop or a laptop computer and visit dialthegate.com. You can scroll down to submit trivia questions. Your trivia may be used in a future episode of Dial the Gate, either for our monthly trivia night or for a special guest to ask me in a round of trivia. There's three slots for trivia on that screen. One is easy, one medium, one hard. Only one needs to be filled in, but you're more than welcome to submit up to three. Please note the submission form does not currently work for mobile devices. Your trivia has to be in before March the 1st. If you are the lucky winner, I'll be notifying you via your email right after the start of the new year to get your address. And again, big thanks to Empire Movie Props for making this item available to a member of our audience. Dial the Gate is brought to you every week for free, and we do appreciate you watching. But if you want to support the show further, buy yourself some of our themed swag. We're now offering t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, and hoodies for all ages and a variety of sizes and colors at Redbubble. We currently offer four theme designs and hope to add more in the future. The word cloud designs uh, have both a solid background or transparent option, so you have some flexibility between choosing a light or dark color. Do keep that in mind when you are making your selection. Checkout is fast and it's easy, and you can even use your amazon or paypal account just visit dial and thank you for your support so we have coming up a huge uh list of guests that have been announced uh for the rest of the month and into march next week uh february the 21st we're going to bring you joseph malazzi Writer and executive producer for part five of our interview series. He's going to be on at 11 a.m. Pacific time on the 21st. Mika McKinnon, science consultant for Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe, will be joining us on February the 21st at 1 p.m., two hours after Joe. Ask her your Stargate questions, your Stargate science questions. She is familiar with the entire franchise. And we'll be happy to uh, answer any of those questions live. I've got some questions for uh, her as well. She is a real treat. And she is a bundle of energy. So it is so awesome to sit down and talk with her because she's got so many Stargate stories. And she is genuinely excited about uh, the, uh, the work that they did on that show. And then martin lloyd himself willie garson will be joining us at 3 p.m pacific on the 21st to discuss uh his role in uh stargate sg1 he was of course in wormhole extreme and uh, uh he was in um uh 200 as well as his initial episode which i can't uh, remember the name of right now. i want to say it's point of no return but i'm not entirely i don't think that that's correct but His his initial episode escapes me. Someone in the chat will correct me. Um, That's pretty much all we have for you. If you enjoy the show, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, Especially like the show, give it a like because it makes a real difference with uh, with YouTube's algorithm as well. That's all we got. Uh, We'll be joining. uh, We'll be seeing you again next week live for those uh, three episodes. My name is David Reed. See you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner. Co produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acree. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com.